On this episode of Tamarindo, we're going to catch up after our break and talk about our moms. And then we're going to have a really awesome conversation all about healthy relationships. Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast. Hosted by me, Brenda Gonzalez, a political nerd and nonprofit capacity builder. And me, Ana Sheila Victorino, a queer well-being enthusiast and mindset coach. We are a Latinx empowerment podcast discussing politics, culture, and how to keep your calma with well-being practices and self-love. Our mission is to use laughter and conversation to inform and inspire. For us, self-care and advocacy go hand in hand. We want you to be your best you so together we can build more inclusive communities. Welcome to the show! Welcome, everybody, to Season 2 of 2021 with Tamarindo. What's up, y'all? Guess what? We got renewed. By us. By we, we are the ones that decide to renew ourselves. Uh, so, Ana Sheila, I know it's been a while, and you're here in person. It was just super cool. You're vaxxed. ¿Qué pasa with you, Ana Sheila? I'm vivo en directo. Yeah. Ese, yes, I am. I got vaxxed. That feels so good. As many of you know, I've been living in Mexico, and I want to acknowledge the privilege of being able to come here to get vaccinated. Uh, the rollout in Mexico has been quite slow. They're still on, on older folks. So um, I do want to acknowledge that. Uh, luckily, in Mexico, the situation has been getting a lot better. Hospitals have enough capacity and, and all that. So thankfully, things are getting a lot better there. Uh, I also want to acknowledge, though, um, you know, what's happening in a lot of countries, specifically Brazil and, and India. I think maybe we can include a resource on, on how we can help uh, yes, we can. We'll do that. Yes. So Noted. remind me, you know, <laughs> feeling for, for anyone that has family and, and is, is having difficulty out there in India. Uh, yeah. And I think just getting used to things starting to be a little bit more open. I'm getting ready to see some friends that I haven't seen in over a year, which is crazy. I feel like a little kid. Uh, it's awesome to be here in the studio with you, Brenda. Yeah, matraca to being here in person. It's mm -hmm. so cool. Um, I am disappointed in myself because one of my pandemic goals was to learn how to dance salsa better. And I did not do that. So I'm a little bit like I had a full fucking year and I still don't really know how to dance salsa. But I am that I'm committing. That's still one of my intentions for the year was to be more free period and that includes with my body expression so i'm still committed to dance salsa um you heard it first y'all yes hold her to it <laughs> yes 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 so those those are those are some thoughts some things that are up with me uh que pasa contigo brenda well, we've been really busy during the break, and one of the things that we did is uh, we had a wonderful conversation on imposter syndrome, co-presented by UBP and featuring the bag ladies, which is Lena and Stephanie, and Dr. Lynette Meta from UBP and Queen Victoria, who is the national chair of Flux. So we want to give a shout out to the folks that participated in that. Yes, y'all did such an amazing job on that, and I didn't get to join, but I heard so many good things, including one of my coaching clients actually attended and said it was so helpful for 
for her. And I know this is something that can benefit so many people and, and so many people need to listen to these conversations. So thank you so much, Brenda, for hosting yeah, that. Yeah, it was super fun. And we want to thank our sponsors who helped us recognize the work of the panelists with honorariums. And they helped us build a free and inclusive event complete with American Sign Language interpretation and captions. And so our sponsors were Bloomerang, which is a donor database trusted by thousands of nonprofits. And you can learn more at bloomerang.co. And Cielo, which stands for Community of Innovation, Entrepreneurship, Leadership, and Opportunity. Cielo's purpose is to help career builders and entrepreneurs unleash their potential. So if you're curious about starting a business and don't know exactly where to start, you could begin by reaching out to cielocommunity.org. Yes, and because we love hosting events for the community, we have another event coming up June 10th at 5 p.m. PST called True Stories in Vivo, featuring special guest storyteller Melissa Lozada Oliva, a Guadalombian, Guatemalan-Colombian, American poet and screenwriter. This will be a night of storytelling co-hosted by Tamarindo and the Naciona Podcast. Register for free at our website, tamarindopodcast.com. Once again, that is June 10th at 5 p.m. PT, and that's going to be on Zoom. Yes, and that is PT. We are going to have a joint basura because we recently learned this year that apparently there's a different time zone between PST and PT. And the first line in the copy was my mistake. I put PST. So we're actually not in PST. We're in PT. So it's PDT. <laughs> Who Anywho. And I digress. So, Anna Sheila, what gets your matraca? What are you celebrating? And for folks that are new to Tamarindo, our matraca is when we're giving a shout out, celebrating, celebrating something big or small, whatever it is. What gets your matraca? So my matraca, I want to note we are recording on May 10th, which is Mexican Mother's Day. So today I want to give a matraca. I want to honor everyone that serves in a mom role, including dog moms like Brenda. Y'all deserve some love too. And also acknowledge that this can be a difficult day for those who have lost a mom or don't have a relationship with their mom. Yes, matraca to mom. Yes. And then specifically, I just want to give a shout out to, to my mom. And I was really thinking um, about this and, and really thinking about what I appreciate most about her. And, and what I really appreciate the most about her is how she embodies the kind of parent I want to be, the kind of parent I wish most all people were. And that is in the way that she always guides her parenting by thinking about what will make me happy and what makes me fulfilled. And so, you know, a lot of times as parents, you might have a vision for how you want your kid to express themselves or what careers you want to follow. And my mom has always really just wanted me to seek my happiness. And, you know, I'm sure she had opinions about certain things, but she always just supported me in finding, doing my best and, and finding what made me, what made me happy. So Aww. just being a, like a, a chingona, just in, just rent the way she runs her family. And she's been such a, a role model for me. Oh, moms. Ah, we love yeah, you, moms. Moms mucho. are so great. Brenda, how about you? What, what do you appreciate most about, about your mom? Well, let me give listeners an example of um, the type of mom that I have. My mom adores me. And she spoils me rotten. On Mother's Day, I saw, on, on American Mother's Day, I saw that lots of people were surprising their moms and doing such thoughtful things for their moms. They're so wonderful. And I had this intention to go buy flowers at the Flower Mart in Los Angeles, get a big old bouquet. And she calls me <laughs> on the day that I was supposed to go and says, I want to drop off a bouquet of flowers for you because you're dog mom that's the kind of mom that i have i have a mom that gives me mother gives me mother's day flowers i mean you know i'm very spoiled but that's how cool my mom is you know i'm very i feel very fortunate to have that kind of mom and yes i want to um honor 
all of you that are thinking about your mothers and also recognize um, all the listeners out there that uh, might be struggling to conceive or that have lost children or that those that, like you mentioned, those that have lost their parent. We know that this is a difficult time and there's also many people that play that nurturing role for right. uh, for animal or, you know, maybe you're, you're nurturing, you're mentoring, you are, you are yeah, mentoring a young person. There's so many people that embody that wonderful nurturing thing that we think about when we think about our mother. So this is a shout out, Matraca, to all of those people that identify with that label. Yeah. All right. So now let's uh, talk about our basura, which is, you know, when we throw something in la basura, when we cancel something, where we think we're over it, we're over it. And it could be big, it could be small. So Ana Sheila, what goes in la basura for you? You know, I'm going to go big today. Uh-huh. I'm going to go big. <laughs> <laughs> and I, living in Mexico, I am just reminded how global the culture of white supremacy is. So I don't think I've ever myself put this in the basura. So I'm putting white supremacy, but also internalized white supremacy in la basura. And, you know, it's very much not just an American problem. It's very much a global problem. And it's something we see very much in in Mexico, you know, noticing in the magazines who's on the covers. It's all all white people when the amount of white people that there actually are in Mexico isn't that many. (laughs) The majority of the population is not white yet. Most of our magazines, most of our rich, most of the rich people in Mexico... Novelas and everything, all the leaders of everything are, are the majority are, are white. So I was just really, I've just really been reflecting on that as I've been living there and also thinking about how we've internalized it. I think we do this in, in so many ways. I think we do this when we, you know, celebrate our white features or our family who's white passing uh, when we, so just, just thinking about all the ways in which we have internalized this, this, this way of being. So very, very big, but that's something that I've been thinking a lot about as I've been living in Mexico. I'm always down to put white supremacy in la basura, and so are our listeners, I'm yes. sure. Yeah, so just reflecting on how I can continue to, to unlearn that and, and recognize that in myself. Exactly. Very tú, cool. How about you, Brenda? Well, my basura is not as not as thoughtful as that one, but let me tell you, yes, it's been the pandemic, and many of us are privileged to be able to work from home, and with that... I don't know if this is something that some of you might be identifying this with spending a lot of time with your partner, right? Often having to convert your space into allowing for two folks to work from home. That's one thing that I've sacrificed my dining room where now I have an office in the dining room and my, my poor, uh, lovely partner, Jeff, who sometimes helps with the podcast, he has to work all day in this, in the studio because it's his at, at home office and then he stays in the studio working on music or working on this podcast. But my basura goes to this. My basura goes to being exposed to your partner's work persona. Because uh, you weren't exposed to that. Like, people got to be their, like, corporate self at work. And now now you have to be exposed to it. And so that is a bummer that I'm ready to... I mean, I... I guess I have to live with because I don't ever want to go back to an office, but I think it's something that you, um, that many of us maybe weren't quite, uh, ready to be so exposed to the work persona. I guess the basura goes to my place being too small that I can't be like super far away from, from my partner's work self. So basura <laughs> to that. All right. Well, that wasn't as big, but that was very interesting and, and thoughtful. So. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, hopefully some of y'all can identify with that. <laughs> well, um, we speaking of partners, you know, speaking of partners uh, in this particular episode, we're so excited. We um, every time we say we're excited, but it's just fun to say we're delighted. How about that new word? We're delighted to talk a little bit about healthy relationships and, and partnership. And so that is what we're going to talk about next. And we're going to do that after a very short break. Yeah, no, I'm not okay. That's how I feel sometimes, and that's also the name of my new podcast from LAS Studios. I want whoever outlives me to be like, she didn't die a broken person, she healed herself. Addiction, depression, anxiety, radical self-love. Yeah, no, I'm not okay. Your new favorite podcast from LAS Studios and me, Diane Guerrero. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Planned Parenthood asked me to show someone how I see them, like really see them. So this ad is dedicated to none other than you, Anna Shayla. I see you, how compassionate you are. I see the way you care and the way you do so much to empower the LGBTQ community and beyond. I see your vulnerability as a strength, your fun sense of humor, and your ability to see the positive side of things. I see you as someone that is genuine and authentic, and I feel very lucky to get to see you, the real you. Oh, thank you, Brenda. Mi corazoncito. <laughs> That's so sweet. So Planned Parenthood sees you, truly sees you, not as patients, but as people, deserving of understanding and compassionate quality health care and education. And they understand the importance of having access to that care so you can define exactly where you're going. Visit www.bscene.org to learn more about how Planned Parenthood is here to see you become who you will be. That's www.bscene.org. Okay, we're back from the, that break, and we're going to talk a little bit about healthy relationships. Yeah, and we, we thought this was a great topic just because... We feel like, especially during COVID and the pandemic, you really had to think about your relationship and, and think about what kind of relationship you wanted because you had to spend so much time together. So to get started, we're going to read some of the traits of a healthy relationship that many of you shared with us. So the first one was understanding, empathy, and compassion. I think those are very great traits to have in a healthy relationship. Definitely. How about you? Do you think those are cool? You like those? <laughs> I think those are cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think especially compassion. Yeah, I, think, I like that. And, and empathy, because it's like, you have to really try to put yourself in the shoes of, of someone else. And if you can't connect with what they're feeling, that's no bueno. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't want to throw producer Jeff under the bus, but that is one of the things that I really value is empathy because many times when I'm struggling, I would like my partner to say, that really stinks. And sometimes Jeff says, it'll be okay. And I know he's trying to be positive, but you know what? Sometimes you need the empathy. I want the pity. Feel bad for me. <laughs> yeah. And that's actually something that I've really been working on because sometimes I do in my relationship where my partner always wants me to start with empathy first. And sometimes I'm very, so, I'm very solution oriented. So I'm already thinking about, okay, what can we do to fix it rather than stopping I and see. like acknowledging like, yes, this is a shitty situation. I can see how that would be really hard for you, but I'm always like, I'm okay. I'm always thinking about what's the solution. It's like, no, take a pause, acknowledge the feelings. It sucks. 
And then when we're ready, then maybe we can seek a, a solution. I love this. This yeah. gives me a glimpse into producer Jeff's brain. Okay, here's another one that we got from listeners. From listeners, they say, striving for and having vulnerable conversations, creating intimacy in more ways than one, laughing at yourself and the other. What do you think about that one? Yes, I think the vulnerable conversations, the, the vulnerable piece is, is so important. And I think in order to be vulnerable, you have to be able to trust each other. But I think being vulnerable is crucial for, for a healthy relationship, but also for, for growth. Itu? Yeah, no, I think it's really great. And I know we don't have time to read what everybody said, but we heard, we had a lot of people suggest things about what makes a healthy relationship. And I want to talk a little bit about like the common themes. So what we heard a lot was people saying communication was really important, respect for individuality. So letting people kind of have their own life in addition to coming together. And then just like this theme, which was mentioned by this person too, it's like laughter and ease. A healthy relationship should be fun. <laughs> what do you think about those common themes? Yeah, all those themes really resonate with me and uh you know i was really thinking about what a healthy relationship looks like and that's something that i've really been forming as as i've had more relationships and i remember when i was going into this my recent relationship i really had como, kind of like a come to jesus moment where, where i was like okay what do i want in a partner and what kind of relationship do I want? Because I didn't want to keep like fucking it up and having relationships that didn't work out. So it was a very, the first time that I took some time to, to really reflect on what I wanted a partner and what kind, what a real healthy relationship looked like for me. And I think some of the big things that really came up for me, I kind of put it under two buckets. One was really letting go of the grip of my ego. And I'll go into what I mean by that. And then the second was really prioritizing self-love and connection to self. Ooh, tell me and more. Yes. So first on the ego part is what I realize is you're not going to have a healthy relationship if you can't admit when you're wrong, if you can't take and take responsibility for your mistakes, if you're not open and willing to compromise and, and actually work together, if you use the four agreements, which is a, a book that I really enjoy, uh, not making assumptions. So a lot of times we, you know, assume someone has certain intentions and, and it's often not true. So letting go of those making of making those assumptions that, you know, up front, not taking things so personal. A lot of times when someone's reacting a certain way, it's because of them, not because of you. And just doing your doing your best and as much as possible being impeccable with your with your words. So those are the, the that's what I mean by letting go of your ego, just willing, just being willing to to, to let go of your pride, really. Yeah, um, I got to talk a little bit about compromise because I really think that that is the biggest and ongoing forever challenge of a relationship is basically, what does it mean to be married? It means negotiating everything, every every single thing, every single decision, you got to negotiate and you have to be willing to make compromise. And that's really, really key. I can't emphasize how much that is important and and. It's difficult. It's hard work to make those negotiations, to not have um, complete ownership of all your decisions because you really have to own, you, you, you have to choose to negotiate with this person forever <laughs> if, if you're going to keep this healthy relationship. So tell me about self-love. Right. And so self-love and connection to self. And I think that's also connected to, to compromise because yes, you have to be willing to compromise and you have to know what's really important to you and what you're not willing to compromise. And you have to understand what that is up front so that you don't end up, you know, sacrificing so much of yourself that you're no longer true to yourself. And so you're compromising on things that you're not down to compromise because you love this person. So understanding who you are and what's really important to you and making sure you stick to that. So that's self-love, like loving yourself enough 
so that you don't forget what's important to you and get lost in a relationship and start, you know, losing what makes you happy in order to make the other person happy, right? And really, and also self-love and in, in the way that you demand to be treated the way you deserve to be treated. So that's really what I mean by self-love and, and connection to self. And so now that we know what a healthy relationship looks, looks like, what are some of the signs that a relationship is no longer working for us? What did, what did we see? Well, here is what some listeners shared. This one, um, this listener said, a healthy relationship makes you feel stable and content, not anxious and expectant. I really like this, um, this, you're calling out how when you're in a bad relationship or in a toxic relationship, you, you feel ac- um, anxious, right? You're, you're really, this feeling of walking on eggshells. I'm re- reflecting back in relationships where I've been unhappy, and it's this feeling of walking on eggshells, this anxiety, this, um, this word of expectant, like, Let's unpack that. What does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> I, I just I know that it connects. Like it, it spoke to me because I think it's like you're kind of like bracing yourself, right? Bracing yourself for like how are they going to react to this? Or like mm. you're always thinking about the other person's perception of you versus like what do you want? You know, mm, yes. don't base your relationship on like I maybe they don't like me. Maybe they like this. Maybe they like that. Like, well, what do you want? <laughs> so I really that really spoke to me. What do you think about that? Yeah, I I love that. I love that. You should never be worried. Like constantly, like you said, constantly walking on eggshells. And that's definitely something that I've experienced in the past as well. So we also heard a relationship isn't working if you're ending self-growth for the sake of accommodating your partner. I love this because it's kind of what you were just talking about, right? Yeah. Like it's important to, yes, a relationship is a lot of negotiation, but also don't lose yourself. Um, and and sometimes I think here's the hard part is that sometimes you do grow apart. I mean, you re, you do grow and you evolve and you realize what you want and and you your you know your sense of self evolves. We're constantly learning, and sometimes it's realizing that difficult decision that oh I we've my my individual self and the things that value to me are no longer aligned with with who my partner is and maybe it's time to split (laughs) right that's so that's so difficult that's so difficult to to be able to acknowledge that but yeah I, I love that and I think that you know we are here on this earth to grow and evolve and it's also I think it's important that you have a partner that's that's also trying to to grow both individually because i think it's important and we've been talking about this always important to be growing individually but but also together right and being committed to to both of those yep it's hard work y'all yes so brenda have you ever felt you've been in relationships where you had some of these traits whether it's romantic work or, or, or otherwise some of these more negative traits oh my gosh yes um lately it's been emerging more in my professional settings and i think it's it's part of maturity and kind of prioritizing self and the things that matter to you so what we're t- we ended up talking a lot about romantic relationships but a lot of this stuff applies to all kinds of relationships and sometimes you realize what is important to you and if it's just and I've, I've had to recently more than i've ever thought i'd have to in my life i've had to have to do a lot of breakups professionally <laughs> with projects that just weren't weren't filling my soul they weren't worth my time and in realizing that right so i think that's one place where these um, toxic relationships and traits that i don't like have informed my decision to leave but i think romantically i do remember some of the characteristics that folks talked about of an unhealthy relationship being in that place where I was 
constantly afraid that they'll leave me, afraid that I'm saying the wrong thing, literally begging them to stay, you know? Um, and so, though, yeah, I have, I've certainly been in those places where, where you lose yourself because you're so infatuated with this need to be affirmed by this person that doesn't like you, mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't like you anymore. How about you? Yeah, I mean, related, definitely been in, in situations where I fell in love with someone and I was so scared of of losing them that I started to lose myself. So there was still loss. And I think what was helpful, it's been helpful to me since then, is just realizing, you know, loss is inevitable. We're going to lose everything and everyone that's, you know, you can think of that as really sad, or you can take that as an opportunity to start from acceptance. And so given that loss is inevitable, how can I just go into this with like, just trying to enjoy it? as much as I I can. And, and also realizing when something isn't healthy for me that I can just let it go. And why don't I let it go when it's time for to let it go rather than elongating something because I'm going to lose it anyways. I think that's really cool. It makes me think of the time that I had to resort to therapy because I was very sad and heartbroken. And I realized that a lot of my struggles or more of this fear, right? This fear base, yeah. like, they're going to leave me. Um, and I had a therapist that walked me through, well, what's the worst case scenario? And right. literally had me spell it out. And then you kind of say it out loud and you realize, you know, you can survive that. <laughs> and it is, and I love this thinking if you kind of go in saying, there is a worst case scenario. Hopefully it, don't ha- it won't happen, but if you can picture what it could be and accept that that could potentially be, it kind of lets you walk away from the anxiety and instead focus on eating and nurturing this healthy relationship. Right. And and another reflection from from that that I that I had was thinking about how when someone fell in love with me, they fell in love with who I was, my in, my individuality and exactly who I was at that point when we started falling in love. And if I lose my when I lose my when I lost myself, I was no longer that person anymore. You know, and so that's it really made me think like I how to really working on retaining exactly who I am. So it's something that I always that I go into now in, in relationships in my current relationship. I think a lot about, OK, how can I make sure I'm protecting what's important to me, who the, in, my, in my individuality, because that's who my partner fell in love with, you know, me encanta. OK, we are going to um, really briefly talk about a question that we got from a listener so this is from Raquel B and her question is this how can I overcome the guilty feeling I have and that my family members impose on me due to having to stop having a relationship with my mom I lived a traumatizing abusive and horrible childhood and the manipulation never stopped even as an adult so for my sanity I have not spoken for my to my mother for five years and this is obviously a very heavy question, but we wanted to um, include it, especially since we're recording on Mother's Day, and we want to acknowledge how how difficult it could be sometimes to to maintain a relationship with someone, even just because you're related to them. Even though you're just related to someone, you still need them to be in a healthy relationship with you. And and you got to the same things we just talked about. You got to prioritize yourself. And if you lose yourself, if it's hurting you personally more, so then this preserving some biological relationship, then you kind of have to let go. And and it's very difficult. And I know the guilty feelings are probably very difficult to mitigate, but maybe, and again, none of, well, we haven't mentioned this yet, but we're not professionals. But but this is the, these are the thoughts that are coming up for me as I read this question. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so hard. And I think especially in our culture, sometimes we, you know, we feel an extra 
close connection to our biological family. And I think going along with what you said, really prioritizing, we have to prioritize our, our, our well-being before anything else, because we have to be, we always talk about this, but we have to be our best selves in order to, to be great for others. And so that needs to be number one. And I know that can be, that can be super difficult, right? If you have to let go of people that aren't honoring you the way you need to but i think yeah it's it's being willing to to think about relationships differently and 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 also you know if it's if whether it's completely cutting ties with some with a family member or also if you're not ready to do that maybe it's setting more clear boundaries if they're hurting you about how you can still if you want to have a relationship how can you still have a relationship and protect yourself so maybe coming up with boundaries on on how to, to protect yourself and still have a, a relationship. Yeah. Thank you so much for sending your question. Okay. So we do want to uh, wrap up by just kind of recapping some, some uh, resources. Some of them we've mentioned, but some we haven't yet. One is of course, um, therapy. I mean, I think we, we've mentioned that before on the show, we think it's very important and it's a really wonderful resource and tool to anytime you want change, I think therapy is a great resource and to maybe help you think a little bit differently about a relationship. Yeah. We think I, that's I mean, I'm, I'm currently using therapy and it's been so helpful for me because it just helps you really, you have someone to, to, to actually express your thoughts that you may not share with people otherwise. And sometimes my therapist has helped me think about how I want to have conversations with, with my partner. So it's been super helpful. Another fantastic resource that I want to suggest for our listeners is um, Amanda Seals. Go to her Instagram because she's, she's phenomenal. I think she does a lot of great stuff. But specifically a video which we will link on our show notes and we will have producer Jeff Clay uh, where she talks about this, she calls this a PSA bonds ain't always love and I want to make sure you all listen to that. Sometimes what you think is love it's actually just a bond you formed with somebody. And you can form a bond with somebody for various reasons. Sometimes it's just because you're codependent and you form bonds easily with certain types of people. But ultimately, what you need to know is that when you form a bond with somebody, breaking it off can be very difficult. However, it doesn't mean that it's not the best thing to do. But when you think it's love, it feels like what you're doing is depriving yourself of what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be with this person because this is love. Yeah. So, you know, learn to identify the difference. How do you know the difference? I mean, I'm no expert. I just feel like the bond is oftentimes something that is formed very quickly, but somewhat superficially because you just don't really know that person. Love, however, is an action. It's something that's earned and shared. So there has to be like real time and demonstration for that to be demonstrated. And for you to know, but that's what's being given to you and what you're actually feeling and giving back. Awesome. Uh, I mentioned this earlier, the book, The Four Agreements. Check it out. It's by Don Miguel Ruiz. And that's been super helpful for me in, in all of my relationships, actually, whether it's romantic or or otherwise family work, etc. Okay, so um, we also wanted to tell you, because we know we talk about this too on Tamarindo, we, we believe in manifestation. 
Something that's super cool that both Anna, Shayla, and I did when we had broken hearts and we thought about what we wanted to call in is we literally wrote out a wish list of what we wanted in an ideal partner. This happened, both Anna, Shayla, and I did this obviously in separate parts of our times in our lives. And I mean, I know for me, my wish came true. Producer Jeff is awesome. <laughs> I love him forever. Um, so we want to close you out with an exercise that you all can try too. Yes. So very simply, we want you to just take some time and just reflect on what does an ideal partner look like for you? What does an ideal relationship look like for you? So, so really thinking about the, the traits and being really specific. I don't know if, if maybe, Brenda, you have some... some I was very specific. I said, I don't want somebody that plays video games and I don't want someone that that is into sports. <laughs> I got it, y'all. I also wanted yep. someone that would take me dancing. We went dancing on our first date. But these are the, you know, these shallow right. things. But what I have is someone that is incredibly supportive, that is um, wants to see me succeed, that respects my individuality. And, and we just we're always learning and growing together. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I was I was super specific as well. And I got everything that I wanted and, e- and even more. And one of the things that's the even more is is really that I've never actually been challenged as much as I've been challenged by my my current part, my beautiful partner, <laughs> Kim, <laughs> Kim Guerra, who's a big <laughs> fan of the show as well, and who's been on the show. And it's like, I wasn't ready for her until this moment. And and it's I had to be at this place in order to now be challenged by her and, and grow with her in the way that we've been that we've been growing. I love it. Oh, OK. Yeah. So with that, we just want to say thank you for listening to Tamarindo. And we want to tell you to please. I know it's summertime, but if your mom says it, we say it to ponte un suéter. Yes. Y te calmas o te calmo. Tamarindo Podcast is part of Sonoro Media. It is hosted by Brenda Gonzalez and Ana Sheila Victorino. Producer Jeff provides original music and Michelle Andrade edits the show. Follow us on Instagram at Tamarindo Podcast and on Twitter at Tamarindo Cast. Support our show by sharing this episode with a friend, writing us a review on Apple Podcasts, or contributing financially to the show. All contributions, big or small, help us keep bringing you great conversations and free or low-cost events. To get in touch with us or to support us, please go to tamarindopodcast.com. Are you ready to turn your best ideas into a thriving online business? Introducing Shopify, your no-excuses business partner. You might not realize, but our podcast, More Than Mammies, it's a business. And we started it, of course, to talk about maternity, not to become an e-commerce expert. So yeah, we needed some help selling our merch and getting our store up and running. Another sale. Shopify is a commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. No matter if you are a garage entrepreneur or a big business, Shopify is the only tool you need to start and grow your business without the struggle. With Shopify single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere, giving you the insights you need whatever you are. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash sonoro or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash sonoro to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash sonoro.